0: It's November 9th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. Chris Kottnor is out on special assignment. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. Everyone is covering the midterm elections in the U.S. Here is how the BBC sees it. Republicans and Democrats are in a tight race for control of the U.S. Congress as counting continues following the midterm elections, Republicans are favored to win the House of Representatives, but the fight for the Senate is on a knife edge. The results of key Senate races in Georgia, Wisconsin, Arizona, and Nevada are still in play. It means that the verdict on which party holds power in the upper chamber of Congress may not be known for days or even weeks. Florida's Ron DeSantis won a large victory to stay in office, setting him up for a potential 2024 presidential run. Meanwhile, Democratic candidate in Georgia Stacey Abrams conceded the race to the Republican governor, Brian Kemp. The Straits Times is reporting that North Korea fired at least one ballistic missile into the sea today as South Korea said it had identified debris from an earlier launch as part of a Soviet-era SA-5 surface-to-air missile. Japan's Coast Guard said the ballistic missile appeared to have fallen into the sea minutes after the launch was reported. The launch came after South Korea concluded an analysis of what it had initially said was part of a North Korean short-range ballistic missile that landed near South Korean waters last week. Highly polluting emerging economies, including China and India, should pay into a climate compensation fund to help countries rebuild after climate change-driven disasters, the Prime Minister of the Island Nation of Antigua and Barbuda said yesterday, according to Reuters. The comments marked the first time the two nations have been lumped into the list of major emitters that island states say should be held to account for damage already being wrought by global warming. Prime Minister Gaston Brown, speaking on behalf of the Association of Small Island States Negotiating bloc, told reporters the world's first and third largest greenhouse gas emitters, those still emerging economies, have a responsibility to pay into a fund. To date, climate-vulnerable countries have called on historical emitters like the U.S., U.K., and E.U. to pay climate reparations. Elsewhere, the AP is reporting that Southeast Asian leaders are set to convene in Cambodia's capital tomorrow to discuss the challenge of trying to curtail escalating violence in Myanmar while the country's military-led government shows no signs of complying with the group's peace plan. ASEAN, which includes Myanmar, has tried to play a peacemaking role since shortly after the country's military ousted the elected government of Aung San Suu Kyi and seized power in February 2021. At a special meeting at the end of October, the foreign ministers of ASEAN's other members acknowledged their efforts to bring peace hadn't succeeded, and called for concrete, practical, and time-bound actions to support the implementation of its five-part peace plan. Myanmar's government initially agreed to the plan, but has made little effort to implement it, aside from seeking humanitarian aid and allowing ASEAN's envoy to visit. In addition to Myanmar, the meetings, which run through the weekend, are expected to focus on ongoing disputes in the South China Sea, pandemic recovery issues, regional trade, and climate change. Russia is moving detained U.S. basketball star Brittany Greiner to a penal colony, drawing a sharp rebuke from the White House, according to the liberal Moscow Times. Greiner, convicted of a possession of a small quantity of cannabis oil, was transferred out of a detention center on November 4th, her legal team said. We do not have any information on her exact location or her final destination, they said. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre reiterated that the U.S. had put forward a substantial offer to Russia to resolve her case. Al Jazeera is reporting that Australia's defense minister has ordered an urgent review of secrecy policies in the military in response to concerns that Australian pilots were among Western military personnel recruited to provide training to the Chinese People's Liberation Army. The defense minister said yesterday that enough evidence had been provided to warrant a detailed examination into the adequacy of current defense policies and procedures, and that to reveal Australian military secrets was a clear and unambiguous crime. The minister declined to say whether any Australians had been discovered to have provided military training to the Chinese. An Australian Parliament hearing was told by defense officials earlier this morning that it cost more than $9.75 million to train a jet fighter pilot, and any disclosure of official information by a pilot to an unauthorized person after they had left the defense force was a crime. Italy's refusal to allow an NGO ship carrying migrants to dock on its coast is unacceptable, French government spokesperson Olivier Vérin said yesterday. Politico Europe reports that the Ocean Viking, a ship carrying 234 migrants and operated by the NGO SOS Mediterranee, has been stranded at sea for weeks. Italian Prime Minister Giorgia Maloney's government has told vessels to dock in other countries. The Italian government seemed to confirm yesterday evening that France had accepted the ship. It expressed its heartfelt appreciation for France's decision to share responsibility for the migratory emergency that has remained on the shoulders of Italy and a few other Mediterranean states to date, opening ports to the ocean ship Viking. But the French government is strongly rebutting Rome's claim marking the first diplomatic spat between the neighbors since Maloney became prime minister two weeks ago. The current behavior from the Italian government is unacceptable, Varin said on France Info. As the ship is still in Italian territorial waters, we want Italy to play its part and honor its European commitments. In lighter news, Every year, I feel like people are raising the bar on stuffing for Thanksgiving, but this is getting a bit ridiculous. Security officers at a South Florida airport have reported finding a handgun hidden inside a raw chicken packaged in a traveler's luggage. The TSA posted photos of the gun and Poultry Monday on its official Instagram account. The weapon was recovered at the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport. According to TSA, fresh meat, seafood, and other non-liquid items are permitted in both carry-on and checked bags, as long as they are packed in ice. Unloaded firearms are allowed to be transported in checked bags, but they must be declared at the ticket counter and packed in a locked, hard-sided container. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at the DSRnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, we spoke with Scott Bade, a senior analyst in the geotechnology practice at the Eurasia Group, about Musk's takeover of Twitter. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources, and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.